What is up, Nuggets Nation? It is your boy Anilo Piro of My Life Sports back at it again with the latest installment of the Denver Nuggets podcast right here on the My Life Sports Podcast Network. And boy, oh boy, do we have a doozy of an episode for you guys here today on this, uh, what is it, Tuesday, November the 9th. And uh, the Denver Nuggets, a pretty impressive victory last night uh, over the Miami Heat that turned rather sour there within the last few minutes of the fourth quarter. We'll uh, dive into the situation involving Nikola Jokic and Markeith Morris. Obviously, Jokic getting tossed out last night and uh, Morris getting chalked up with a flagrant two. And uh, we'll go through the basics of this game, take a look at uh, where the pulse of this team is at, and uh, away we go. But uh, before we dive into all of this, guys, as always, this podcast is presented by our friends over at the Blake Street Tavern. If you guys are looking for a place to watch your sports in person uh, during the week, on the weekends, whenever it may be, look no further than our friends over at Blake Street Tavern. I'm down there every single Thursday, every single Sunday for the most part, uh, writing my betting primer on Thursday and then watching it all play out live Sunday. Uh, The best food, the best drink specials, everything about Blake Street Tavern is fantastic so do yourself a favor and get on downtown to our friends over at bst all right wow so a 113 to 96 victory gone wrong per se for the denver nuggets we'll start with just a stat lines nicole yogos put together a, a a stellar performance per usual uh 25 points 10 assists 15 rebounds a triple double for the reigning mvp aaron gordon showing up 10.7 boards three assists uh, Jeff Green showing up in light of uh, Michael Porter Jr. not in the starting lineup right now as well. 13 points, two boards. Will Barton goes off for 25. Monte Morris, 14 points as well. Uh, so really one of the more complete efforts that we've seen from the Denver Nuggets starting five uh, over the course of this entire season. Again, the final score is 113-96, a thorough beatdown by the Denver Nuggets over the Miami Heat. And this was an interesting game because Miami actually came into this game as the slight road favorite against the spread. Uh, you know, the public kind of down on the Nuggets right now, especially after the Michael Porter Jr. situation is kind of uh, unveiled here. So, you know, it was an interesting spot for Denver. And I was actually, per- I didn't bet the game at all last night, but I was monitoring it and I was leaning towards Miami. I thought that Denver would be a little down and out, but look at this, you know, starting five coming out, led by Nikola Jokic and put it together really an impressive performance against one of the best teams in the Eastern Conference through the first little turn of the season here, and um, you know, really, that's the thing is 97% of this night was all good, you know, sunshine and rainbows for the Denver Nuggets. It was like the last two, three minutes of the game uh, where everything really started to go sideways, and that is obviously going to be the major talking point in this podcast is what went down on the hardwood, who's responsible, why is it the Miami Heat, why is Markeith Morris a cupcake, and why is Nikola Jokic just now, uh, you know, you see Nikola Jokic getting his, you know, his, his, his shine on ESPN. Of course, it's for the wrong reasons. Um, just what a wacky situation. Let's go ahead and set the table here a little bit. So uh, 239 left in the game. Again, the final score in this one was 113 to 96. So it wasn't like it was a close competitive matchup uh, in the end when all this was happening here, right? So, you know, Jokic taking the ball up the court and, you know, a little half court foul. Mr. Markeith Morris, who is known to kind of play these bully ball, uh, you know, cheap shot tactics at times, you know, kind of comes in and let's be honest here. Let's call it like it is. I'm going to even watch it as I talk to you guys about this because it's, it's, the, it's the best way to get a, a clear read on what went down. So Markeith Morris, excuse me, can't talk today. He, uh, Jokic dribbles the ball up and leans in with his left shoulder into Nikola Jokic, essentially knocking him, you know, off balance. And Jokic comes back in retaliation and basically shoves Markeith Morris to the ground and then everything kind of blows up, right? You've got benches clearing. You've got the Heat players feeling some type of way. You've got the Nuggets players and Michael Malone, you know, comes to the defense of their superstar and the league MVP. 
And uh, social media basically explodes. You know, you've got the other Morris brother coming out and talking about, I would never hit another man with with, with his back turned to me, blah, blah, blah. I think they play again on November 27th. Uh, yeah, there was a quote that I saw from Jimmy Butler where he was like, oh, I got that circled on my calendar. Uh, the Miami Heat refusing to, uh, you know, do their media obligations last night as well. And uh, this has just created an absolute frenzy. And never have I ever seen so much public, I don't want to say support, but we're talking about the league MVP that just got bodied by a benched rotation man. I mean, this is not like it is, you know, Jokic and Steph or Jokic and LeBron. I mean, who is Markeith Morris to the Miami Heat? In the grand scheme of things, this is a nobody in the NBA doing this to the league MVP. It is absolutely asinine that we're seeing this play out in the public light. And you know, I'm not trying to say that everyone should rush to defend Nikola Jokic, but the only reason Nikola Jokic laid a hand on Markeith Morris last night is because Markeith Morris laid a body on him first. Anyone that watches the video and sees the slow motion video down can tell that there is some degree of malicious intent with what Markeith Morris was doing yesterday. You can literally freeze it down, take the screenshot where you see the momentum of Morris leaning into Nikola Jokic with his shoulder. I'm looking at it right now, and then he also bumps knees with Nikola Jokic. It's just a wild situation that unfolded last night uh, in the Denver Nuggets 113-96 to win, and uh, I just, I, I, I don't know what there is to say in regards to pointing the finger at Nikola Jokic. Uh, can he be a little, you know, does he like to chit-chat sometimes? Does he like to trip with the refs sometimes? Absolutely. But does Nicole, the, 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 what we saw from Nikola Jokic yesterday was a, uh, a, a, a an act out, right? I mean, this is you, Nicole, Nicole Jokic is not a thug. Nikola Jokic is not a, a, a an enforcer on the court, right? I, I mean, he he is someone that plays the game the right way. He plays hard. He gets a little frustrated with some of the calls and whatnot. Uh, and healthy competition. That's what Nikola Jokic is about. We saw Jokic kind of flip the switch and get a little out of control last night and essentially retaliate after he felt disrespected and he felt essentially assaulted on the basketball court. So uh, I've got a couple of sound bites that we'll play for you guys here throughout the podcast as well. Um, one from head coach Michael Malone kind of talking about the situation. It's a brief quote from Malone, uh, but talking about uh, is there a potential for a suspension for Nikola Jokic and kind of what he's heard uh, is going to you know kind of play out with the situation. And then I've got two sound bites from Nikola Jokic, one where he essentially explains his side of the story. And then, um, you know, there's a follow-up question, I believe, from Matt Moore of the Action Network essentially asking, you know, was this a buildup? Had this, has something like this happened before? Have you and Morris had beef? So uh, we'll take a look at these sound bites here in just a second, but really all I'm trying to do is paint a little bit of a picture. And You know, I, I, I feel like someone's got to come out here and defend the guy. You know, of course, it's got to be us here locally, but I, I mean, in what world? Could you imagine if that happened to LeBron in role reversal? If Markeith Morris went up, bodied LeBron like that over midcourt, and LeBron was the one that came back and put a body on him? I mean, everyone would be out here touting LeBron. I mean, it's, it's just one of those things where, look, Markeith Morris has made, he's made a career doing certain things in the NBA, and, you know, he, he's known for, you know, being that type of an enforcer type player. And I'm all for physicality in the game. You know, sometimes I like to call the game soft because, I you know, I wish that there would be a little bit more physicality. And that's the thing is I like the fire. I like the passion that you're seeing from Nikola Jokic because, you know, one of my chief complaints about Jokic in years past that have since been debunked uh, over the last two years was sometimes I questioned his desire to want to be great, you know, his, his will and his drive to want to be one of the best players in the league knowing the talent that he had. You know, he's certainly, you know, like I said, debunked that narrative over the last handful of seasons. Uh, you know, but this is another one of those moments, you know, where the going gets tough, this team isn't playing all well in the Nuggets right now, and, you know, he, he feels like he, he's, he's blindsided with a cheap shot and he feels the need to stand up for himself. 
And I have no problem with that. And again, it's one thing if Jokic is the one instigating this contact. And look, I understand that some of these fouls can be common, or, you know, I'm using air quotes here, you know, common in the sense of the NBA, you know, clear path foul, uh, you know, you don't want to allow the person to score in transition or get the shot up or whatever it is. Uh, you know, but let, let's be honest here. This was this was not a, you know, grabbing of the arm type foul to get the ref to blow the whistle. This was, look, and maybe that's what Morris was going for, but let's be real. He put a little extra emphasis into that. I mean, you can watch the video for yourself. I mean, th- th- there is a rattling there. I mean, you get up under the rib area, which where he did is not comfortable for anybody. And I mean, if you've been, you know, chirping, if you feel like there's been tension, let's be honest. Miami also plays a, you know, very uh, a tight style of defense as well. I know Jokic went off, but you know, you're at the end of the game. The game is pretty much won. Again, final score of 113 to 96. Like, what is there really left to debate in regards to the outcome of the game? Like, if you're Jokic, I can understand completely being pissed when you get it, you know, roughed up like that. You know, like you're not trying to do anything. You're, you're driving down the lane, shooting the half court shot because you know you're going to probably take a foul. You don't expect to take a hard foul. I mean, you know, it's it's what it is. I mean, you saw this happen with Mac Jones over the weekend in, in his situation of grabbing the player's, you know, ankle. And sometimes, you know, the heat of the moment, it's what it is. And I think we have to just chalk it up as that. I, I thought it was annoying, too, because the thing that really annoyed me was how you saw, like, Miami after the fact, like Jimmy Butler, like, coming over to the bench. Like, there was the picture that was captured of uh, Miami, like, trying to confront Denver in the locker room. Meanwhile, you've got Nikola Jokic on the podium. Again, something Miami refused to do. You got Nikola Jokic apologizing and saying that, you know, it was a dumb play and, you know, this and that and, you know, heat of the moment. He felt like he needed to defend himself, um, all that good stuff. And, you know, this is actually a good segue. Let's go ahead and play this first soundbite here from Nikola Jokic, uh, his side of the story. And But, look, he, he's clearly feeling remorseful. He's clearly feeling some, some type of way about what went down and his role in the entire situation. But here is what Nikola Jokic had to say about what went down the basketball court and uh, his side of the story of the altercation, which resulted in him getting kicked out of the game and Markeith Morris getting a uh, flagrant two. Yeah, I mean, uh, yeah, it's a, it's a stupid play, you know. Uh, I feel bad. I, I'm not supposed to react that way, but it's it's in the middle of the game. I get hit. I didn't... I saw him, but I didn't even... Like, I, would, I, tra- I thought it was just going to be like a take foul, you know, so and he kind of bumped me and I was like... That was a little bit like he. I think it's it was a dirty play, uh, and then I just needed to protect myself. I, I felt it bad. And it's I'm not supposed to react that way. First of all, to not get thrown out of the game, uh, so uh, to, I cannot help my team win the game, which is the most important thing. But uh, you know, it, it happens. I feel bad. Uh, I'm not supposed to react that way. But you know, the way I need to protect somehow myself, you know. Probably if, if I didn't react that way, it wouldn't be a, even a flagrant foul or whatever. So it was just in a moment of uh, whatever, adrenaline, you know, running up and down. You just, it's reaction. Okay, so there is Nikola Jokic, his side of the story, which I think is, you know, from our lens, pretty valid. And, and I mean, we've, we've seen, you know, Malone and we've seen other players have to kind of stand up for Jokic before because he doesn't get the uh, respect that he deserves at times from the refs. And I actually saw Jeff Morton, my good friend, uh, the King of Thornton himself, you know, he made a good point on Twitter today. You know, he's, he kind of made the comparison of like Nikola Jokic to 2000 Shaquille O'Neal, you know, just destroying every team. But these refs don't know how to officiate him because he's kind of a unicorn, a one of one type player. And, uh, you know, it, it, it's, it's got to be tough to defend. And here's another soundbite from Nikola Jokic uh, with a question that was essentially asking us, was there, was there a buildup to this moment? You know, what, 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 what kind of led to the spillover here between Nikola Jokic and Markeith Morris? Here's Jokic's answer to that. No, I was not frustrated. I was just, I thought it's a treat, like a dirty foul, dirty shot. 
Uh, I was not, um, you know, I think uh, me, me and Bam was fighting the whole, the whole, uh, the whole night. You know, it was a nice fight. You know, I, I think you can play fair play, in, and still play aggressive and still play like fight, fight, fight with a guy. But uh, I, I thought it's a little bit over that, you know. So that's why I reacted. So all in all, just a really uh, sticky situation and. I think everyone's head now goes, look, I mean, whether you defend him, whether you think he was in the wrong here, uh, you know, the next steps are going to be interesting. And I do think everyone is expecting uh, some sort of discipline to be handed down from the NBA to both, I would hope, Markeith Morris and Nicole Jokic. Because, again, at the end of the day, this does not happen if if Markeith Morris does not instigate, right? And let me pull up these tweets here real quick. The great Bill Simmons uh, had some really good takes about this. He says, uh, let me pull this up. The 11th man on a team losing by 17 in garbage time isn't supposed to do shit like this to the league's MVP. It's a cheap shot that led to a second cheap shot. And I think that sums it up perfectly. This is an 11th man in the rotation on Miami. He is a nobody in the grand scheme of things in the league doing this to the league's MVP who is already the most disrespected MVP probably of all time. And again, Jokic is having to defend himself for you know feeling like he was being come at and, and feeling like he was being disrespected, right? It's just so true. And at the end of the day, if this is happening to Steph, if this is happening to LeBron, if this is happening to Giannis, if this is happening to KD, if this is happening to Harden, I think you're going to see a much different reaction here. But of course, uh, you know, it's Nikola Jokic. He doesn't have the most sex appeal in the world. He's not, you know, the ESPN darling child of the world. Uh, but, you know, such is life. So it's going to be interesting to see, you know, what, if any, discipline is going to be handed out to Nikola Jokic. And, I mean, you'd think that a suspension, you know, maybe a game or two or maybe even longer. I don't know. I mean, I, I'm really not good at kind of predicting this kind of stuff, but you'd think that maybe something like that is uh, lying in the wait here for Nikola Jokic. But uh, Michael Malone talked about this briefly in his postgame pre- press conference last night, and uh, here's what Coach had to say about uh, any potential suspension or where his head is at as uh, the Denver Nuggets try to move forward past their blunder that occurred last night against the Miami Heat. I'll concern myself when they tell us he's suspended. You know, I'm not going to waste any of my time, you know, um, you know, looking at the, my crystal ball and my tea leaves. I don't have any of that. So he's available until they tell me he's not. And, and I don't see any reason why he wouldn't be available Wednesday night. This is Chris Fuselay, owner of the Blake Street Tavern, with today's mental health tip. Sports fans, don't just sit there waiting for Jeff Bezos to fly into town on a silly rocket ship and save the men of orange. I love the smell of a prime deal in the morning. Get down to Lodo and check out the Blake Street Tavern, Denver's premier hoops hangout. We have the NBA League Pass featuring every NBA game all season long, and we'll have Nuggets game sound on every night. No wonder the Joker says this is a great country. It's the Blake Street Tavern at Park and Blake, where Denver watches sports. So there's Coach Malone, short and sweet to the point. We'll see, uh, you know, what comes to be. But right now he's operating with under the impression that he's going to have Nikola Jokic at his disposal moving forward here uh, for the season. So obviously we'll have to see what happens. But again, an unfortunate set of circumstances. But I think you got to defend yourself. You're the league MVP. You should at least have some some respect, some cachet around the league that you don't have the 11th man on the opposing team trying to F with you in a 113-96 game. So, you know, that's kind of my two cents on it. Uh, and away we go. But uh, before we get out of here, want to uh, talk about Michael Porter Jr. Because... He was not starting yesterday, and he is going to be out for the foreseeable future with lower back soreness. MPJ right now currently averaging 9.9 points per game, 6.6 rebounds per game, and he is uh, shooting 35% from the field, 20.8% from three, and he suffered this injury over the weekend Saturday against the Houston Rockets. Remember, he missed that awkward layup, like a complete give-me-transition layup with no one defending him, 
And he kind of came down limping after that. So, you know, not a lot known about the status of Michael Porter Jr. as we kind of move forward here. But again, uh, what we do know is he's going to be out for, quote, the foreseeable future. So no Michael Porter Jr., uh, which is obviously going to, you know, put a little bit more on Jokic's shoulders. You're going to ask a little bit more of some of your role players, which have not been great this year. Uh, but Michael Porter Jr. has certainly been the most disappointing aspect of the Denver Nuggets through the first little go-around here of the 2021-2022 uh, regular season. So really interesting stuff. Um, I don't really know what much more to make of this. Uh, you know, there was part of me that was wondering if maybe they would sit him out for a game or two just to kind of get his head right. But, you know, if he's going to miss some significant time or, you know, the foreseeable future, which is what we're being told here, you know, something serious might be going on. Or not serious, but maybe, you know, something serious enough that you're going to have to sideline this guy here for a minute, which is going to be a gut punch to this team because as bad as you've been playing, Michael Porter Jr., he is, uh, you know, probably the second... He probably has the second highest ceiling of anybody on the team right now with Jamal Murray also out. So uh, the injury bug certainly plaguing the Denver Nuggets early and often uh, in this season. But uh, again, Michael Porter Jr., he is out for the foreseeable future with lower back soreness. And that's got to be concerned, right? Because this isn't a shoulder. This isn't a knee. This is the back. And remember, the back is the whole reason why you saw Michael Porter Jr. slip to the Denver Nuggets a couple years ago uh, in the NBA draft. You saw the Clippers pass up on him twice. Uh, you know, he had to go, he had to undergo some pretty significant surgeries on that back just to make sure, you know, he'd have the chance to play again. And so far to this point, he's defied the odds, played, you know, played well in certain instances, played not so well in other instances. But uh, anytime you see the back of Michael Porter Jr., it definitely makes you cringe a little bit because. You know, that is exactly why he was not taken in the top three. I mean, if Michael Porter Jr. is completely healthy, he's a top three draft pick. You know, what was that, 2017, 2018, whatever it was? But uh, the back injury, you know, really left a sour taste in a lot of mouths of these NBA executives and these NBA teams. So, uh, you know, that's definitely something you've got to keep an eye on here. And remember, Denver just paid him a max contract. So, you know, it's it, you never want to see a player get hurt, but you really hope that this is something that he can manage and move forward with throughout the season because this is a lingering issue Oof, I mean, you're in year one of this max deal if you're Michael Porter Jr. for the Denver Nuggets, and, and that's not the best situation in the world to have. So uh, that's what we got on Michael Porter Jr. We'll uh, be sure to keep you guys updated as we go along here, but uh, that's going to do it for us, I think. If you guys want to uh, listen to this podcast, you can do so on Spreaker, Spotify, all that good stuff, Apple Podcasts, uh, and away we go. I am your host, Anilo Piro. If you guys want to follow me on social media, you can do so at Media by AP on Instagram and Twitter. We'll keep you guys updated uh, with everything in the world of Denver Nuggets basketball right here on this podcast. I'm heading out to Vegas tomorrow, so uh, the next podcast will probably be live from Vegas and maybe get a little game gambling wagering talk uh, in here as well. So thank you guys for listening and let me know your thoughts about the Nikola Jokic situation. I know I kind of just went on a small tangent here, saving some of it for the radio show, but um, my final thought is Mark Keith Morris. What are you doing? Don't, don't poke the Joker. I mean, we're talking about the league MVP here. We're talking about a guy who's toughest nails in Nikola Jokic. Uh, that is certainly someone who I'm not wanting to mess with. And it's just a stupid situation all around. I think Miami should su shut up and suck their thumbs and uh, move forward. So, all right, that's it for me, folks. We'll talk to you guys next time on the Denver Nuggets podcast presented by our friends over at Blake Street Tavern. Anilo Piro signing off.